Welcome to The Road to Rural Prosperity, featuring stories about rural Oklahoma and rural America. Guiding us on the journey today is our host, Ron Hayes. Thank you, Billy, and welcome to another edition of The Road to Rural Prosperity. I'm Ron Hayes. So glad to be along with you today, and we're really excited about today's program. Our own Casey Shepard had the opportunity to visit with three of the presenters at the summer conference of the Oklahoma Ag in the Classroom program. Three outstanding elementary school teachers that have embraced the Ag in the Classroom concept and are talking about Oklahoma agriculture and agricultural concepts with their students on a regular basis. Our lineup of teachers includes Johnny Keel, who's a National Excellence in Teaching and Agriculture Award winner under the Ag in the Classroom program, teaching at Truman Elementary School in Norman. Also, Lori Newmark, who's an elementary STEAM teacher, that's S-T-E-A-M teacher, at Moore, and more recently uh, heading over to the Norman school system as well. And then Casey will visit with Jocelyn Puckett, a fifth grade math and science teacher at the Edmond Public School System. Today's Road to Rural Prosperity being powered by PSO, the public service company of Oklahoma, serving eastern and southwestern Oklahoma. And we'll be back with Casey Shepard and our Ag in the Classroom teachers in just a few moments. PSO provides electricity service to more than half a million customers across Oklahoma. Increasing reliance on natural gas and renewable energy is our future. Cleaner, more affordable energy to power our lives. A strong Oklahoma economy boosted by new jobs, increased revenues for rural communities and schools. Together, our energy is boundless. With communities from border to border, Bank First lenders understand the needs of today's agricultural market. Whether you need to purchase land, equipment, or livestock, or maybe need an operating line of credit, call on Bank First. They are a certified lender with the Farm Service Agency and can help with specialized financing when other banks can't. Bank First is proud to serve the needs of the Sooner State's agricultural market. Bank First is loyal to Oklahoma and you. Member FDIC, loan subject to approved credit. Now, on today's Road to Rural Prosperity, we've got our own Casey Shepard as she Zooms with a couple of the outstanding elementary school teachers involved in today's Oklahoma Ag in the Classroom program. We're visiting today with Johnny Keel and Lori Newmark, a couple of awesome teachers. We appreciate you guys being with us today. Thank you. Yes. We've got something really cool coming up this week for Ag in the Classroom, and you guys are fortunate enough to be a part of it. Johnny, let's start with you. Now, you teach gifted and talented. Tell us a little bit about your your teaching history. Well, I started in the Moore School District, and I have taught sixth grade and fifth grade there. And then I moved to Norman, not really... um, Interested in making the move, but I had a good friend that was at a school and invited me to um, talk to the principal there, and it was just a perfect fit. So I taught third grade there for a few years, and then our gifted and talented teacher was retiring, and I just really enjoyed uh, the activities that they were doing and getting the opportunity to work with so many kids. So I changed to that position. I've been in that position now. I think this will be my ninth year. Um, I love it because I get to work with about 140 identified gifted students each week, 
plus I get to work with the counselor and the music teacher and all the teachers in the building as far as doing school-wide enrichment. So it's just a lot of fun. I don't have a set curriculum, so I'm able to bring in those Ag in the Classroom lessons starting as third graders when they're studying about Oklahoma and then building on that for the next two years. We have third through fifth grade. And you've been Teacher of the Year, and you've won the National Excellence in uh, Learning Awards. So you've really blessed a lot of kids throughout your whole career. Well, I teach in in uh, Norman, which is um, you know not more of an urban type atmosphere. So a lot of the kids and parents have had little access to growing on a farm or or understanding the process of of where we get our food. So it's been a nice opportunity to bring that into them, something they're not real familiar with. And we can do so many hands-on activities with it. So, and it's a very supportive community. So that has been really nice to be able to help with funding. Plus I've applied for the Port Council grants through Ag in the Classroom and received those several times. So it's just been nice to be able to do that with my students. And um, I, you know, like I started a group, uh, two years ago called GLAMS, which stands for Girls Learning Agriculture, Math, and Science. And girls were kind of underrepresented in the STEM area. So that was part of my reason for doing that. Plus, I got to work with a lot of girls who are not necessarily in my gifted program. So it kind of was a blend of those girls, and we would just meet through the lunch times. But that's been a real blessing for me as well as the girls really enjoy it doing some of the ag activities with that. Yeah, that's a great idea. And speaking of STEAM, Lori Newmark is with us. You teach STEAM in Moore, correct? Correct. Can you tell us, like, a lot of people don't really know. We, we've heard of STEAM, but tell us exactly what, what is it that you're teaching? STEAM is lots of different things. It's pretty much everything combined together, but really including a lot of the new technology um, that is becoming the world. So they're um, learning how to code, how to make things work, how to how things work and how to make it better and improve things. We also learn how um, things don't have one solution. There may be five different ways that kids solve a problem. As long as we get to the final solution, it doesn't matter how you get there. And so they learn that it's okay to find different solutions to things. Um, However, we talk about in the business world, they would choose the solution that might be the fastest, depending on what business it is, or maybe the solution that's the cheapest or has the fewest parts. So there's lots of ways, reasons why they choose that solution over someone else's. But my idea is just for them to understand we can solve things many different ways and um, technology is just a part of everything um, along with science and math and reading and writing and all of it has to go together so everything is important which is great for them to understand ah this is why I'm learning this or this is why I'm learning that we have a lot of fun and a lot of people, I mean, myself included, I was telling Johnny, um, I didn't do a great job learning math, but all of these things, like people don't understand how important these skills are when you get older. And tell everybody what S-T-E-A-M is. So we have science for S, T is technology, E is engineering, A is art, and M is math. 
So the technology and engineering are a lot of the new points that the students are getting that they have not understood in the past. They may have learned some and not realized what it was. So um, we're just kind of putting all those pieces together and learning how how things work and how there's engineering and technology and everything out in the real world. And um, even with our agriculture, trying to show them how they plan a garden or a huge wheat field and how they um, the machines work and things like that. Well, so we give A for agriculture as well as for art. Absolutely. In our own classrooms. <laughs> Well, and like there's so many aspects, I think, when you're talking about agriculture, sometimes I think people think, oh, well, you just go out and you feed cattle or you do these things. But if you've ever gone on a working farm, you see the math, you see the science, and you certainly see the engineering that these farmers have to think about ways, especially if you're farming by yourself. You have to come up with some pretty great ideas of ways to make it work for your farm, and you guys are helping teach that at a younger age. Right. We like to talk about how technology is involved in farming, how they use uh, drones, how they use robots. And so I think a lot of times kids just think a farmer is the one that's out feeding the cattle and milking the cow, and they don't realize there are so many aspects of it that they can be into computer science and still have a link into agriculture. So that's one of the things that I think we both really try to to enforce with our kids, let them know that. Do you guys also find when you're teaching, this is a really cool way to get people excited about something that they may not have thought was very exciting before? Oh, absolutely, yes. Even um, bringing in like the DNA parts and looking at how things are created from other objects. um, That's a lot of our science people that think, oh, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to do this. Then they go, oh, I could do that with plants. And they don't realize there's so many opportunities in agriculture. So definitely. Let's talk a little bit about what you guys are talking about for ag in the classroom. What are some ways that you try, besides like what we've been talking about, I know that you have uh, little specialty areas. I know you're going to be talking about like soil facts with your erosion experiments. And I know, Lori, you're going to talk about how people can make soil crayons. But these are things you've never even thought of before. They sound so cool. <laughs> Part of being with Ag in the Classroom is that we are learning new stuff all the time too. We, neither one of us are farm girls. So it's exciting to network with all of these people and to find out what they're learning and then to share that with our students. So, I mean, just talking about the difference between dirt and soil. I mean, if you ask our kids, is there a difference? They'd say no. You know, so... So that's exciting that it's a learning process for us as well. Well, you know what's funny about dirt and soil? I remember like when I did a trip to Washington, D.C., thinking that everybody had red dirt. They don't. (laughs) Uh, No, That's what we learned with our soil crayons. There are so many different kinds of dirt everywhere. And so we definitely point out where in the United States you can find different kinds of soil. It's very interesting. So we had uh, the Southwest Dairy Farm come one year. We both do an uh, ag day at our schools, which are really a big hit. But uh, one year we had them come, and when they finished, one of the fifth grade teachers came up to me and said, oh, my gosh, Mrs. Kill, did you know that when women have a baby, they have milk just like the cows do? <laughs> 
But I mean, things like that are so true because, you know, if, if you don't like, there's a lot of people that, you know, I, I was born and raised on a farm, but I would have friends come over and they would have no clue, like the difference between a steer and a bull. Right. 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 And these are all things that are, are really good to learn. And I've been so fortunate to have FFA be a part of my life because if you don't, like we didn't have steam when I was um, growing up. So this is a, such a nice way. If, if you're not an ag kid, you still get to learn about all the agricultural aspects. Right. We do um, butter churning, you know, so they can see the chemical process. Why did someone's turn out better than theirs? So there's a lot of critical thinking in the activities that we do. Well, of course, you guys are probably in the same boat that we're all in, wondering like what school is going to look like in uh, the end of 2020 and 2021. What are your thoughts for how we uh, go forward on this in this virtual land to still teach our kiddos? Lori? <laughs> well, we, um, the good thing is a lot of our lessons are we're using everyday things. So we can definitely point out and show them, you know, even the soil crayons, all you need, you know, it's go find some soil. You need to break it up. Um, you do need some wax, um, but, uh, you know, people have candles around the house. So, you know, there are some things that they can do and see that they can have around their house. And we can even encourage them to plant a small little garden, whether it be inside or outside. And um, we have lessons on what things you have around your house that are made from agricultural products, um, even sports things. And so I think doing that kind of thing um will still work in my situation with STEAM, um, just trying to make sure that I find those lessons that they can do at home. And I mean, ag is a part of our, our daily lives. So this is a good opportunity for them to really see that, you know, it's not yeah. as bringing in products, but it's stuff they already have at home. Well, and who doesn't want to have your homework be growing a garden, right? Right, right. <laughs> and hey, I mean, I mean, they, promotes family. They can all do it together. And some people don't like to go out shopping and things. So this can help them in that way too, to provide their own food and realize how important it is. Yeah. And being part of Ag in the Classroom, we have so many people that we have met to network that want kids to know about this. So it's a great way to let them know about some resources. You know, I, I'm part of tomato sphere, which is through NASA where they've actually had tomato seeds go up into space. And if you're part of that, you get two seed packets, Mark A, Mark B, you don't know which are which some have only been earthbound. Some have been space bound and the kids grow them and collect data. So you're using math, they're using observation skills and they're edible. But at the end, then after we've turned in all of our data about that, they send us back the uh, results of which, which ones actually were space tomato seeds and which ones were only earthbound. And it's a very exciting experiment for them. And they really do enjoy that. So I would have would not have known about that had I not been a part of the ag in the classroom. Well, talk to a little bit like if you're a teacher that's never heard or been involved in ag in the classroom, what does one do as a teacher or educator to get involved so that they can also be doing little uh, lessons like this? Oh, they can. It's super easy. Just go to the website, find something that interests you. They have everything organized by grade level. They have it by agricultural topic. They have it by lesson title. So there's no reason why you can't find something that would fit. And 
that goes all the way up through high school. So I would say just find something you're interested in first. Go to the website, find something, and then try that lesson out. All the resources are there. They have videos. They have worksheets. If you want worksheets, they have book ideas, usually short stories that you can read to them already on there. And then there's always people you can contact as well. Right. The education directors, uh, you know, Audrey, Melody, uh, uh, Emily, they are great to bring things to you, to come out and help you with the lesson. So all you got to do is just ask and there's somebody to help you. Well, ladies, thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today. You're doing amazing work. You're influencing great minds. And uh, of course, you're helping agriculture along the way. So we always appreciate you. We've been visiting with some amazing Ag in the Classroom teachers. Coming up, we're going to speak with another excellent teacher, Jocelyn Puckett from Edmonds Schools. She's going to talk to us about Google Classrooms and the way it's changing education. It's coming up on the Road to Rule Prosperity after this quick break. PSO provides electricity service to more than half a million customers across Oklahoma. Increasing reliance on natural gas and renewable energy is our future. Cleaner, more affordable energy to power our lives. A strong Oklahoma economy boosted by new jobs, increased revenues for rural communities and schools. Together, our energy is boundless. The Oklahoma Rural Water Association. They've been representing water and wastewater systems across Oklahoma since 1970. The Oklahoma Rural Water Association was formed to enhance the quality of life in rural Oklahoma through the development and delivery of services and programs for the benefit of ORWA members and the rural people they serve. We continue along the road to rural prosperity, focusing on the Ag in the Classroom program efforts in the state of Oklahoma, helping spread agricultural literacy all across the landscape. And we continue now, Casey Shepard, with our next guest from the Ag in the Classroom Summer Conference. We're visiting today with Jocelyn Puckett. She's a fifth grade math and science teacher in Edmond and part of our Ag in the Classroom series. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? We're doing really good. Well, I mean, you know, all things considered, we're, yeah, we're all doing yeah. pretty good. It's kind of been a crazy year, but oh, let's yeah. talk a little bit about um, your history of teaching. Kind of tell us your background a little bit. Okay. Well, I was raised in a small town in Oklahoma, and I didn't know I wanted to be a teacher for a long time, but my mom is a teacher, and so I think I just couldn't escape my fate, and uh I decided to go to UCO and pursue an education degree there, and it's my passion, and I really can't imagine doing anything else. So I've been teaching for four years now. Well, this will be my fourth year at Edmond Public Schools, and and I've been enjoying it despite uh, the craziness that I've already experienced with the teacher walkout and now a pandemic. So, Yeah, you picked a really good time to jump in there. Right? <laughs> Well, you bring up something pretty important. You know, we talked about um, the pandemic and the way people's lives are just different now, and that includes teaching. And Google Classrooms is what you're going to be talking about at Ag in the Classrooms Professional Development Conference um, that's going on this week. And Google Classrooms has become a pretty big deal uh, for anybody that's having to teach virtual school. Oh, yes. Yes, it has. I, I know a lot of teachers are feeling like they've been pushed off the technology cliff because they haven't had any experience or exposure to that. And now it's kind of, they've been forced to use it. So I'm hoping that I can help them become more comfortable with the tools and confident with using them with their students. 
Well, tell us a little bit about Google Classrooms. We used it just a little bit um, at the end of the school year, but, you know, for people that have never been exposed to it or have no idea what we're talking about, it, explain Google Classrooms. So Google Classroom is really, it's a free tool for educators and really anyone who is, needs to facilitate some sort of classroom to assign and create content. And so it's really, really useful, especially now that a lot of teachers have had to teach um, through distance learning uh, because they can, they can assign and create things for their students that way and get it to them without having to see them physically. So there are lots of things that you can do with it, all kinds of things that you can make and create and uh, ways that it will grade it for you. And it's just a really, really great tool. So wait, it grades papers for you? Yeah. There, so if you use Google Forms, which is basically just a way to create quizzes, um, it will, you can set it to automatically grade those for you and input those into the Google Classroom for you. So that's super great. There are some other ways that you can create assignments that it it won't always grade for you, but but it's still super awesome. So this is a pretty good way going forward on how you can, um, you know, get the students' assignments all to them. Parents can see them as well, so they can help out. And this is a nice way for everybody to kind of be able to still be interactive. Right. And there's even a tool that they have called the Guardian Summary that parents can sign up for uh, where they can get notifications of, what's been turned in and not turned in. And so that's a really awesome tool that can be utilized too. Cause we wouldn't ever have children that forgot their homework. Of now, course would we? not. <laughs> of course not. Well, going forward, you know, 20, the year 2020 has already been such a crazy time. And I, it looks like when schools are opening up, whichever way people choose to do it, whether it's the traditional learning or the virtual learning or a combo of blended both ways, school is going to look different going here forward. Oh yes, it definitely is. It's it's so interesting because I've only I've only completed three years and every year has looked different. And it always does because that's the nature of teaching, right? But but it's just been my very first year was like the solar eclipse and our elevator caught on fire the first day and uh and then the teacher walked out at the end and so it's been a very eventful career so far, but it's been a fun journey too. Never a dull moment when you're teaching, right? Oh, no. And of course, you know, not you're an expert on Google Classroom, but you're also teaching math and science. And we talked to some STEAM teachers earlier, and man, it's just so important uh, for kiddos to realize what kind of agricultural knowledge with math and science and engineering and mechanics that you need to work on a farm. Oh, yes, Definitely. And I, I grew up in a small ag community, but I teach in Edmond now, and, you know, there are still ag families. It's not, it's not all just city folk, but uh, there are a lot of students that they, it was normal for me to sit in a pew with a farmer and to follow behind a tractor for a ways. And so I think they have less experience with that. And so they're more disconnected from from the farm, you know. Yeah. What are some ways that you found uh, some easy ways to bring ag in the classroom into your classroom? Well, I'm ag in the classroom makes it so easy because first of all, everything's free and teachers love free. And so it's so readily available. I can pull up any lesson on their website for a variety of subjects and grades and whatever I need to help supplement. It's, it's there at my fingertips. 
So all of that's really great to use. Um, and then I love math and science. That's my, that's my favorite. So I'm really thankful that that's what I get to teach. Um, and we do, we grow plant, we grow like wheatgrass seeds. And I really would like to start getting more into some hydroponics type things in the future. Um, I'm still young and I'm still aspiring to do big things, but, but, um, we also make worm habitats and, uh, talk about soil health and, and all of those great things. And then you find that that's super interesting to kids that maybe weren't necessarily interested in the math and science side when you can bring like physical, like soil and dirt that they can touch and see and feel it kind of gets them sparks their interest a little bit. I def I definitely think so. And it's, it's, it's funny because a lot of the girls act like they're super grossed out, but then they get really into it. And so <laughs> it's fun to watch them be excited about it. Well, good luck to you in the upcoming school year. I know it's going to look different, but we appreciate all that you're doing in the way you're uh, bringing ag in the classroom and, and teaching our young people uh, going forward. So just thank you so much for everything you do. Thank you. I appreciate that. Jocelyn Puckett and our own Casey Shepard along the road to rural prosperity. We hope that you've enjoyed this look into the Ag in the Classroom program efforts of these dedicated elementary school teachers. And we'd like to remind you that you can learn more about one of the best Ag in the Classroom programs in America, the Oklahoma Ag in the Classroom program, by going to their Facebook page. Just look for Oklahoma Ag in the Classroom. On the road to rural prosperity, I'm Ron Hayes. We'll see you down the road. Thanks for joining us for today's Road to Rural Prosperity podcast. You can join the conversation about how rural Oklahoma can prosper by looking for us on Facebook. And you can find our growing number of conversations on our website, ruralprosperityok.com. The Road to Rural Prosperity podcast series is a production of the Radio Oklahoma Ag Network and OklahomaFarmReport.com. Proud to be a part of the family of the Funk Companies.